Excitement is in the air. You can feel it for this special edition of the We Have High Expectations podcast, a special guest edition, as I'll be joined by two friends of the pod. We've got Marty from Big Dummies Barbecue and Bry Dog, managing partner at B&B Tear-Ups. So sit back, relax, unbutton that top button on your pants for this feast of an episode on We Have High Expectations. That was something else. That was some kind of writing you had there. Well, you know, we've got a big episode, folks. Uh, Listeners of the pod, we've got two of you joining me. Drew, Drewski, we'll get into this later. Drewski, my normal partner, has uh, taken a week off. So we pulled in some, uh, we pulled in a couple guys from the bench. We've got Marty from Big Dummies and Bry Dog uh, joining us here for a uh, special guest edition of the podcast. How's it going, fellas? It's going doing, great. Doing good. Drew's big timing you, so we got to step in, huh? Actually, that's my favorite part of this whole thing is is Brad's on last week's uh, episode, Drew goes, oh, I'm not going to be here next week. So no podcast. Oh, yeah, Drew, we're having one. <laughs> Drew is the king of uh, big timing. But uh, guess what? We called in the backups. You can't big time the We Have High Expectations podcast. Can't big time it at all. So we've got uh, we've got a special segment coming up later. We're really excited about it, uh, as you should be as well. But um, first, some news from the hardwood. We got to talk a little Hawkeye hoops, as we always do. Hawkeyes lost a heartbreaker two overtimes at Penn State. Uh, well, no, it was Monday night, two nights ago, as we're recording this now. And uh, I think the big story out of that game was the injury to Connor McCaffrey. You got a guy uh, who's contributing on the court, playing a lot of minutes, and he, he not a separated shoulder, they said today. That, uh, initially, the reports were separated shoulder, but uh, a bad contusion with some nerve damage. He's lost some feeling in his in his right hand, his shooting hand, and what a shooter he is. But uh, what do you guys think? We'll start with you, uh, Marty. Who who? Who's going to take the minutes uh, and, and contribute? I mean, who can possibly contribute in a similar fashion as Connor has so far this year? Um, I'm not sure about that. You know, I was trying to see, is there like a third McCaffrey boy that's coming in that that Fran might bring to the hardwood here shortly? Um, Jack, I, isn't it? There's Jack playing. There's in Jack. <laughs> I don't think he's ready to go yet. He's still in <laughs> high school, but... Rumors are he's the way. best one. He's the best of the three. He's rumors. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, that's that's a good question. I know you you put that to the script this morning, but you know, Jabo, uh, is he an answer? Jabo's kind of been struggling. <laughs> uh, he's kind of been struggling lately. <laughs> but and and I've seen a lot of people say when Jabo's not hitting it, you got to just get him out of there because he kills you so much on defense. Well, it, it, there's a few and far between this year where Jabo's really been on fire. But uh, but he's still a Hawkeye legend, right? 
Yeah, and then you know, in that game, do they? It seems like the Murray boys got to play together more often, right? So I kind of dig that. Yeah, you need more of that. Agreed. Murray's need to play more. Chris needs to get more time. Um, I would agree with that. Brad made a huge mistake. Connor, I left-handed, I believe. Oh shit! That's and not right. right-handed, so it's not that's a shooting hand right. that he can't feel. <laughs> but it's his dribbling. But hand. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I know Drew likes to, of course he's not here, so we're going to defend Connor a little bit. I had my personal statistician get some numbers for me, work up some, uh, some stats. So per 40 minutes, Connor's career this year, he is only averaging three points less per 40 minutes. He is like only like an assist down his career average per 40 minutes this season. He's got more steals per 40 minutes this season, more rebounds, and less turnovers. So he's pretty much doing what he did for his career, if not better in a number of stats. He does actually, anymore, he's our, unfortunately, I love, hey, I love new Big O, Big Josh, like a son. Love him. He's a little rusty. Needs to work yet. <laughs> so Connor is better coming in and helping out, backing up Flip more than Big O. So, I mean, Drew likes to bash on the coach's son. I think it's going to hurt us a little bit. Yeah, and I will uh, play devil's advocate. I, I think um, we've discussed this on the pod previously, but in previous years, Connor he was absolutely the best at feeding the post at feeding Garza on the team. There, there were, there were some things that Connor did good. Um, this year in this year's team, I think we need a little more production out of the minutes that he's getting, uh, just because, you know, we don't have a Wies camp. We don't have a Garza, but, um, a couple of other stats. So, so back to your point about the Murray brothers. So currently, now this, this is before the Penn state game. So not counting the Penn state game, but Connor, is currently averaging 15 and a half minutes per game. Chris Murray averaging 17.6 minutes per game. That's kind of crazy to me. Chris Murray might be the second best player on this team behind his brother Keegan. They need to uh, to get him some more minutes. And Branny's press conference uh, today, we'll see if the Ohio State game happens or not because of the weather issues. But Franny's press conference today, it sounded like he uh, there may be some changes coming to the starting five, to the starting lineup, whether that means Chris gets in to start. I don't know, but we've had Purdue and now Penn State. We've had a couple of games where we got off to really slow starts uh, to, to start. I don't know how much it matters who's the starters are. It's more who's playing minutes, whether it's starting five or off the bench. Uh, so whether Chris starts or not, Chris Murray's got to see the floor more right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, well, first off, it's kind of cool to hear you finish a whole sentence or a paragraph or a whole statement <laughs> because uh, you don't get that very often. But, you know, let's let's take a couple of things that you said. You know, it's still mind-boggling to me that somebody's resume is that they're on the starting five because they can feed the post really well, right? I mean, it just boggles my mind that that's you know, a stat or 
a ability that we need to have on the floor because I think anybody on the bench, you know, we say this, I say this to you guys all the time, anybody on that bench can get it into the post, right? So it still drives me nuts. I, you know I'm not yeah. a big Connor fan, and every time I talk to you guys about Connor, it's these gold-colored glasses of Hawkeye love, and I never get a real true feeling on what's going on. You know, I sent you guys a text in that game that I finally have some religious belief that there is a God as God touched Connor and said, hey, I'm done watching you shoot and <laughs> took him out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> he was like four or six in the first half. What is he doing? I know it was his best shooting game <laughs> of his career, probably. <laughs> but maybe, maybe he made a deal with the devil. Uh, and, and you want to talk about gold colored glasses. My rock, the block glasses were broken a couple of seasons ago, so I don't have those anymore, but no, uh, I'm an optimist, you know, the glasses have the saying, the saying is rose colored glasses, right? You know, what it is, it is, but the Hawkeyes wear gold. Oh, so I'm an idiot. I got it. Yep. (laughs) Jailbreak, baby. Oh, but yeah, anything else uh, we want to say on the Hawkeyes? A disappointing loss. I I think, um, I don't know what you guys have seen just online, on Twitter, in my text groups. You know, there's a lot of angst about, I would say, Fran and just where the Hawkeye program is. And I just want to say, like, I wasn't that terribly surprised we lost at Purdue. We were a five-point favorite. Ken Palm's website had us winning by three. Like, I I thought we'd win. Of course, I wanted to win, but I wasn't going to be shocked if we lost. And when you look at the game, it took a freaking classic Iowa basketball defense miracle three to tie it up and send it to second overtime, you know? So... It, disappointing for sure, but let's not jump off the cliff because of a close loss to Penn State on the road, right? Like the Big Ten's tough to win on the road, and 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 where where do you think we are? We're not, you know, um, we're we're going to be in in the seven, ten, eight, nine game in the NCAA tournament, and hopefully we get to the NCAA tournament. But let's let's pump the brakes on uh, freaking out here, fan base. Yeah, but I don't, you know, you saying where are we, right? I don't even think the guys on the floor at the end of the game knew where they were at because at the end of the game, there was not one guy that would go in the lane and Patrick McCaffrey. I'm not busting on all the coaches, kids, (laughs) but you know, he hits a three and then all of a sudden he is stuck to that three point line. And at the end of that game, we could have, we could have lived with a lot of two points shots, right? Instead of jacking up threes and luckily Murray can drain a three when there's like huge pressure, but it's, it was discouraging to find out or to even think about what was our offense? What was our, our schemes there besides try to screen for J Bo and let's let's And I can't believe we ain't even talking about this. You know, when, Murray tipped that shot in. Did you hear me say shot? They he tipped J Bo's yeah. shot in. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, great oh, pass. No. Great. It was pass. those Tom Davis alley oop passes. 
Fran <laughs> <laughs> pulled one back from the Tom Davis era. It, yeah, it, Murray came through big time that last minute of the game. Obviously, he had a rough one up till then, but. And that's how much. Hey, think about how much confidence Murray had in Jabo shooting that. He was already jumping in the air because he knew it was going to be an air ball. Yeah. To tip it in. <laughs> nice. Oh, absolutely. No, I think uh, Iowa fans are certainly used to us having to work like crazy to get a decent contested shot on offense and then giving up wide open ones on defense. That's um, seems like my life watching Iowa basketball, but, but we'll see there's uh storms in Columbus, Ohio potential. Uh, the Hawkeyes haven't left yet. Um, whether it was due to the storms or a mechanical issue with their flight, but we'll see if tomorrow night's game, Thursday night's game happens. And then uh, I think they play again on Sunday, right? But, um, but yeah, we'll we'll cover uh, more of that here on the uh, upcoming pod. Let's move it on. Fantastic uh, new segment for the podcast. We're excited about this. So if you're driving in your car, make sure you're buckled in. Just like any other, uh, just like any house party or any, uh, you know, any, any uh, entertaining anybody does at, uh, at home, we are going to end up in the kitchen like everybody does, right? We got a new segment, the Controversy Kitchen, coming at you on the We Have High Expectations podcast. There you have it. Even with music, the controversy kitchen with an intro song. That was a great intro. Tell me you know who that is. The Muppets. Yeah, the Swedish chef. That's right. (laughs) The Swedish chef opening up for us. So, hey, uh, we're sitting around the table here. First thing I can see is a little Brady stuffing. This is going to be a this is going to be a catch-all, a hodgepodge of uh, of topics here. But we're going to start with the NFL. Brady, my Brady stuffing here, throwing it on the plate. Tom Brady officially retired. Officially. Officially, Shefty broke the news a couple days too early. He posted on his Instagram and is getting killed, not really by everybody, but those in the Northeast getting killed for not mentioning the Patriots. Marty, you might have a take on this, given the... I have a son that's a Patriots fan. It's, you know, he was... That's the smartest kid in the class. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably going to listen to this. He's going to listen to it. He's going to be like, hey. <laughs> No, Brady uh, giving props to Tampa Bay. But no, uh, the greatest of all time, I think nobody would argue with that, hanging it up. And uh, after this weekend's game, we got a Super Bowl matchup with a couple of fresh faces as far as playoff success is concerned. Matthew Stafford and the Rams versus Joey Burrows and the Bengals. Smoke them if you got them, Joey. What's your guys' uh, early prediction? We're a couple weeks or a week and a half out. What's your early predictions on uh, Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, Bengals by 10. Bengals by 10? 10. I can't follow that. Hot take. My only thing is I wanted Brady to just out of spite actually play this next year because he's pissed that Schefter's not going to. 
uh, story out of him. Just play one more year to stick it to Shefty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, it'll be interesting. The uh, I think the I mean the Rams front four, the Rams defensive line is 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 better than the the Chiefs or anybody I think the Bengals have seen, but. Um, kind of fun, going to be cool. It's kind of fun to have a couple of different teams in there. I was hoping the 49ers would, would beat out the Rams. We'd have Bengals 49ers, but, but, uh, we'll, we'll take it two years in a row. A team has hosted the Super Bowl, first time ever last year where the Bucks hosted it. And now the LA Rams out in SoFi, right? So where so does I got... this put the Buccaneers, you know, I mean, does this put Deshaun on the table? Does Aaron Rodgers get on the table? I think so. I think, I mean, I think everything's on the table for the Bucks, right? Um, Rodgers, it's, I mean, with the coaching hires, it seems like the Broncos are trying to bring the band together to get Rodgers to come to Denver, right? And they certainly have weapons and a good defense. So who knows there? Yeah, the Bucks have trouble. I mean, Gronk probably going to retire again now that Brady's actually retired. Godwin is a free agent. So, I mean, you've got some of their weapons that Rodgers would look at. He may, yeah. Well, before before Ned do. So, it'd be interesting to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Rodgers is not staying at Green Bay. We can all agree on that, right? Yeah. Who knows? But I think he's gone. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's gone from Green Bay. I'm hoping for a Brett Favre remix. Huh? <laughs> what does that even mean? Aaron Rodgers going to the Vikings. Oh, to the Vikings. Oh, no yeah. way. No, no, no. <laughs> could go to the Niners. Could be a spot for him. Niners could be a spot. We'll see. We'll keep tabs on it here. So the, uh, I got my Brady stuffing. Are you guys well, real and, quick? I wanted to oh, talk about oh. this real quick. Who of all these other quarterbacks have a chance to do what Brady has done over his 22 years? And you know, I, I was as I was getting ready for all this, I even brought it up to Ashton, right? And what's the first thing out of everybody's mouth is who's going to compete for it? Mahomes. Mahomes, right? But I did a little research on this. Um, along with his seven Super Bowl rings, he hold, holds NFL records for most completions of 7,263, pass attempts at 11,317, passing yards at 84,520, and touchdown passes at 624. So, I mean, you talk about Mahomes. Brady, to even chase down Brady, he would have, at this point, the 26-year-old guy would need to average 4,369 passing yards, 32 touchdowns per season for the next 15 years just to tie Brady's career marks and then win a Super Bowl every other year. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And it ain't going to happen. I don't yeah, know yeah. that. Uh, no, I don't think anyone's going to come near it for, I don't know how long. I mean, they the rules are changing, so it is, injury-wise, quarterbacks can last longer. Is it safer for them to play now than it was 
even when Brady started 20 years ago. Um, but I just can't imagine. I mean, he won like 17% of the possible Super Bowl, Super Bowls that he could have played in. And he went to two more and lost to the Giants somehow in those two. Like, I just don't know how you can be that good for that long. And for the most of Brady's career, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to dog on Patrick Mahomes at all. The guy's incredible, but he's got Tyreek Hill. He's got Kelsey. I mean, he's got some of the best weapons in the NFL, which makes the Chiefs offense so unstoppable. You look at Brady for the most of his career. He didn't. I mean, you know, Troy Brown, he had he had some good receivers. Wes Welker. I mean, he had he had good guys, but not like the greatest of weapons. And then the one year where he had, where they uh, gave him Randy Moss, they didn't get beat until the helmet catch and craziness in the Super Bowl. I mean, they went completely undefeated that year when he finally had like a Tyreek Hill. He had a best receiver in the league and then Brady was completely untouchable or unstoppable. So um, yeah, he's, he's broken all the pro football records and uh He's, he's, like I said, hands down the greatest of all time and, and just icing on the cake with the Super Bowl last year in Tampa Bay. But real quickly now, uh, I got my Brady stuffing. I was going to say, are you guys down with the sauce that's passed around the table? We got, are you down with the sauce? At the end of that Cincinnati-Kansas City game, it didn't get much play or much coverage, but... Joe Mixon's last run in overtime there tripped up on his own offensive lineman or his own offensive player, tossed the ball to the side. Was Mixon down? Did anybody touch him down? Did you guys see that? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, everybody that did talk about it compared it to the Victor Cruz play against Arizona in 2011, where he was not contacted down, but quote unquote, gave himself up. Right. Right. And I think that's what Andy Reed challenged it. And I, and after the game, the broadcast was confused. They thought he was challenging how many lines, how many guys were on the line of scrimmage. But after the game, Andy Reed said he asked the refs about that. And they told him that Mixon had given himself up. So it would have been not yeah, so a reviewable play. Yeah. So technically he didn't, challenge it because he couldn't because it was over uh it was correct overtime there's it's all booth reviews there's no coaches challenge yeah right but i challenge you with this question (laughs) if they called called it a fumble would they have overturned it you know um I, I mean, I saw it I, i i saw it live and honestly what i want to say about this is he definitely was not touched by the defense. What the hell does giving yourself up mean, right? Like, that's completely subjective. Yeah, I suppose he tossed the ball and therefore didn't try to advance the ball. So you could argue he gave himself up. Fine. It would have been a completely lame way for that game to end if they would have called it a fumble. But I've seen this season... I've seen receivers go down, not get touched by the defense, get up with the ball in hand, kind of stop, look around, 
almost maybe take a step towards the ref and somebody must yell at them, hey, run, 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 and they take off and run, and they're given those extra yards or even a touchdown if they make it to the end zone. So, Or even the, the, the old Patrick, McMah- or Patrick Mahomes, okie doke, I'm going to fake, I'm going to, you know, give myself up and I run, you know, for a few extra yards. Exactly. Right. Fake no. like and I'm going to go out of bounds and then plow yep. somebody over and get the first down. And that counts. So... It, again, just another very subjective piece of the game of football. Yeah, but I agree. He gave himself up. I mean, he he truly gave himself up. I don't think he necessarily gave himself up. I think he hit the ground, didn't know if he got knocked down. He's like, okay, I'm on the ground. I'm down. I'm up, put the ball because I'm a stud and we're going to win this. That's what giving it up then. I don't think he actually like. You know, he thought he was down whether he was. Right. But that's my only big issue is you have a lot of, like, first-year receivers you see every couple of years where the guy makes a great catch, you know, dives, hits the ground, pops up, tosses the ball, starts taunting, and then somebody else scoops it, defense, and takes it and runs because they are new to the NFL and don't know, the, you know, thinking of college rules. Yeah. But, and then yeah, player safety is going to – You can't end a game, like, with him, you know, tossing it, and then <laughs> I'm calling it a fumble. Yeah. And nobody went after it. There was no – like, oh, there was a Chiefs ball. guy. No, there was a clear recovery. There was a oh, Chiefs okay. guy that went yeah. running after it because I immediately was like, I don't think he was touched. And then the Chiefs guy went and got it. And I was like, oh, boy, you know, what do we got here? Because yeah, I, if, you, if you had one of the safeties fly in, too, and go after it, right? And then they would have, what would they have called? Late hit? Uh, unnecessary roughness? You know, it. Sure. It's a hard. it's a hard thing. And if you look at the rule, I think the rule says immediate, right? Well, I mean, at immediate, what's immediate mean, right? When you're giving yourself up immediately, uh, it's just, it's a hard one. I mean, I, I, he was down. He gave himself up. I, I don't, I'm not truly questioning that, right? Well, and the integrity of the game and all that stuff, I would say you don't overturn that and call that a fumble at that point in that game. That would have been totally lame, but... I am kind of surprised they didn't review it. I am kind of surprised the booth didn't buzz down and say, hey, we got to look at this and let's make sure. But, uh, but yeah, and you can't blame it's Andy right. Reid. I mean, no, Andy Reid yeah. at that point, that was your best, maybe only chance to win is if you got a, a ruling on a, on a clerical error like that or something. You yeah, know? Exactly. The game was yeah. over. So you can't blame him, but. But yeah, long story short, it sounds like you guys are not down with the sauce. So just pass it along. Now, continuing on our controversy kitchen, we got uh, the Flores fruit platter. This is a uh, hot topic just breaking within the last 24 hours. Brian Flores, former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, filing a lawsuit against the entire NFL. The Dolphins, uh, what, the Broncos, and one other team that escapes my mind. But uh, um, this is going to be some interesting stuff, throwing a little bit of a wrench into uh, the Super Bowl, the big game uh, uh, anticipation here over the next two weeks. But So here's, here's my take on a few things, right? B-Flow came out earlier and said that they offered him $100,000 
per game. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Beeflo? Like, is B-flow. that actually a nickname of his, or is that just you yeah, guys thought we, okay. we go way back. Okay. So, Beeflo gets offered $100,000 per game to lose, right? Okay, so if that happened at the beginning of the year, you didn't have a problem then? And did Beeflo take any money? Because if it, if you had a problem with this at the beginning of the year and your season's over with, how do you start a controversy now? And then, now this is totally not in any news. This is just me coming up with something in my head. But did he take money? And he's starting this to cover his tracks. I don't know. But if it comes out, you heard it here first, folks. But, <laughs> you know, it just I seems think... too odd. Well, the $100,000 yeah. was from, like, two years ago when he first started. Like, his first season with them, they wanted to tank right away and get Joe Burrow. And he won too many games. He was too good of a coach. So they had to, they dropped to Tua. Yeah, I mean, that, to me... That's one of the biggest things in this lawsuit is NFL teams, which I suppose not surprising. It, it happens in the NBA a lot. But in today's world of look at all the money in online gambling and sports gambling, this is a big ass deal to have oh, the owner a of a professional team. team paying the coach to lose. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. Uh, yeah, shoot it. Shoeless Joe Jackson was banned from the MLB for, you know, for, for this. And you got an NFL owner that's bribing his own coach to throw games. That's nuts. Hey, the press four minutes ago, Washington Post headline, NFL plans to investigate Brian Flores' tanking tampering allegations against the Dolphins. He took it. He took the money. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it's not surprising that an owner or executive want to um, lose to get a better. I mean, tanking's been around forever. Like they, they clearly do. Slightly surprising that they're willing to pay a hundred thousand dollars a loss. I mean, you could, you could end up paying. I mean, a million dollars or more to in a season for the losses. So yeah, that's not that they want to lose. Not surprising that he's willing to pay a hundred thousand. Yeah, the whole right. Gambling's a huge deal like that. Yeah, you could spin that. Definitely, I see as. What about the whole suck for luck? I mean, is this right. a new? No, exactly. That's right. It's not surprising that teams want to lose. But yeah, with gambling and paying 100000 I don't know. That's not surprising. It's not surprising that teams interview minority candidates without any thought of hiring them. Like. We all know that, that they already decided that they had this guy. Now, they might have some actual proof that, hey, not only did the team know who they were hiring, an opponent's coach <laughs> knew who the other team was hiring, you know, well, days before they even interviewed anybody. That's kind of like. Oh, that's the hilarious part of it all yeah. is the Bill Belichick decks that are involved in this. Yeah. But I think to me, 
you had Hugh Jackson come out and say, hey, when I coached the Browns and we sucked, I had similar offers, right? They were asking me to basically lose. So to me, the question I have is, and I don't know, but let's look back and see, are these, we're bringing in the black coaches to for the year for the rebuilding years and to lose and we're paying them to lose and then in comes whatever stefanovich or you know or uh who was yeah. the incomes kitchens at yeah. brown you know and that and then once okay we got the losing out of the way and we got a bunch of draft picks then in comes the white coaches right like that's what yeah. is like yeah that seems right. a little weird they're playing both sides they right. Hey, no, we're we're hiring minorities. Sure, you're hiring minorities to lose for a couple of years, so you can and then get all your draft picks and rebuild. And then once you, yeah, that's it. And well, and you know the Rooney rule or whatever, everyone's assumed has been a farce since it got established. But Belichick's text prove it is a hundred percent a farce. If the Giants were going to hire Dable. And Belichick told Flores days before his interview that Dable was already going to be hired, but we can't announce it yet because we got to hire the black or we got to interview the black guy because of the Rooney rule. Like, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting what all comes out with this, but we'll see. It's going to be wild. I don't It's just going to be interesting to see like, cause even with like the, I'm throwing in Washington football team. Now the Washington Commanders, boys. Woo, what a great name. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, they have all kinds of issues, and they're supposed to get looked into, and we're going to look at all these emails, and we got, what, three, four emails? We got John Gruden sent a couple, and he's gone and wiped away. Schefter gets found out that, oh, he just regurgitates whatever the owner tells him, and that's all we got out of that? So, like, here, I mean. That's true, too, yeah. What's There's... going to end up coming? Are we actually going to learn anything ever or not? Or is it just the good old boys, rich white guys club is still going to be a good old boys, rich white guys club, and they're going to get away with everything. If it was up to Goodell and the owners of the NFL teams, I don't think we're going to learn much. But we'll see how far, you know, this this lawsuit and how far Flores. Uh, and by the way, Brian Flores. Career suicide, right? Like, I mean, he's he's I mean, yeah. seriously, he's the yeah. coach. Oh, I think he knows it. He's the coach's equation to Colin Kaepernick. I mean, he's blacklisted, right? You know, so he like how pissed how. So that tells me. There must be something there, because if there's anything about the NFL and NFL coaches is they get recycled like crazy. And once you get into that group, you never get out of it. Right. What do you mean by something there, though? Something there as far as wrongdoing? He doing? thinks he's got to win. He thinks he's like, this is an, either he's good. Like, hey, I've had enough. I'm fed up. I'm doing something for society and my people that I'm going to take this loss. Or, hey, I've got something. These guys are going down. We're finally going to break this open and take these guys in down. My, in my opinion, he either feels completely wronged and thinks this is a big deal and I'm going to fight the moral fight for what's right and what happened to me and others in the league is incredibly wrong or 
he's a moron that just committed career suicide in, in the well, NFL in a very lucrative business. I mean, just in corporate America, right? Does it ever happen that you have your favorite guy, right? In-house, wherever, right? And you want to hire him or her. And out of spite, you're going to interview some other people, right? And if you have a policy or a rule that you got to abide by, things are going to happen. This is what you asked for. This is what you want, right? And these interviews had to happen, but they already had their guy, right? I mean, it happens. It truly happens. Now, did the other interviews need to happen? No, it, it probably didn't. But you have a rule and a policy that you've implemented now, and you are enforcing it, and the guys are doing it, now you're mad and I got to, you can't have it both ways, but. Yeah. And that, I mean, yeah. And that's the, to me, that just says that you can't implement change by creating rules and laws. It has to truly be a cultural change, right? Yes. Like yeah. you have, it has to be, it has to be the people that, you know, truly believe in that change and buy into it. But anyways. Well, there we go. Hey, that was a hell of a fruit platter. I yeah. mean, what else is on the table here? What else, what's next course? Brydog, speaking of that, Brydog, why don't you pass over that uh, Medvedev and Djokovic uh, Australian salad here in the Controversy Kitchen? <laughs> it looks delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, though, Aussie Open recap. Nadal wins another... Yeah, wins another major on the tennis courts, but you got to put an asterisk by it, right? Just since defending champ and world number one Djokovic wasn't allowed to play. Whatever you make of that, wasn't allowed to play. Yeah, I, I think. right. Whether you agree with him, yeah, not being allowed in or, or not, yeah, he wasn't there. So it all beat, he won a tournament without the best people out there. So, and by far the best person. So, yeah. So what I'm hearing is that uh, Federer is still the greatest of all time. Correct. Hashtag Team Fed <laughs> all the way. You can't really say that. Fed's still the goat. Hey, we just said it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting the red colored oh. glasses on. My Swiss, the Swiss? Story, right? Because he's Swiss. <laughs> I'm catching on to the joke finally. There you go. Now I'll always have a uh, I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for Roger Federer for everything he did for the game of tennis. So, Mevdevev, how do you say it? Sounds like yeah. the <laughs> Belbivdevo, right? <laughs> Mevdevev, so whatever you said. So, did you watch the CC Pond match where he blows up on his dad? Zippus? Wait a minute, Sid Zippus? No, CC the. The, the Greece guy, the Greek. Yeah, what's Greece. his name? It's Sitsipis. Yes, it's Sitsipis. It's Sitsipis, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he blows up that his old man is crying at every point, right? And I wish I could had sound bites in this podcast, but they he's freaking out on the chair, and the best part of it is his biggest comeback maybe second to the Christmas story when he said, not a finger, is his big rip on the chair was 
you're a little cat. <laughs> Not a finger. Not you're a, finger. a little cat. <laughs> you're a little cat. I'll find it. Uh, I love it. <laughs> you know, good stuff. And that was in the semifinal, right? That was before yeah. uh, Nadal took a Medvedev had a two-set lead there and then got beaten in five, five sets. You're a small cat. Sorry, small cat. <laughs> You're a small yeah, cat. We need to be completely accurate. You know, good job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we. if there's anything we believe in here, it's accuracy. Brad forgot, like, the Broncos out of a lawsuit or something, but we need to worry about what. That it was a- no, I said Broncos. I think I forgot the other team. but Giants? Dolphins what did I or no? I had Connor McCaffrey shooting the ball right handed. Well, that was your biggest mistake. <laughs> that was the biggest mistake. <laughs> well, uh, we'll fix that in post. Uh, Marty, Marty, I'm going to have to turn to you on this one. Is this the turkey that we've got here on the table in the kitchen? Is this turkey uh, male or female? Well, I don't know. It's uh, it's hard to tell. I don't know if you roll it over, or pet it. Uh, See if it's got stretch marks and spots that it's not supposed to have to find out <laughs> if that turkey was male or female. <laughs> What's the story with the swimmer and, and the swimmer being male or female? That one's a hard one, right? I mean, well, not that hard, but it's a hard <laughs> one to deal with. Is that how is this even plausible i understand the world that we are living in today is is about equality and in it truly has a place and it needs to be fixed and there's things that are wrong but then there's things that go completely overboard and when you are swimming and you want to do a flip turn and you have a third leg touch the wall and you're supposed to be in a female race that's probably not fair (laughs) or when you flip over and you have a dorsal fin we're a train wreck right now it's not (laughs) it's not right we're getting so, into the uh, we have high expectations after hours portion <laughs> of the pod. You know, so it's an important discussion that I'm glad we're having. <laughs> thirty-eight. That's all thirty-eight seconds. He she is beaten other ladies, women in these races by thirty-eight seconds. Lengths of pools. <laughs> yeah we'll leave that for our listeners to decide <laughs> hey uh we'll wrap it up here in the kitchen man this has been a like i said folks this is a feast of an episode but one last thing on the kitchen table here what's the green stuff right well the green stuff drewski would probably know he's out in the desert out in Vegas, out in uh, out in Utah, playing golf. And one of the busiest, I mean, we just covered it, and this is going to be a long one. This is going to be a lengthy podcast. One of the biggest, busiest sports weeks of the year. 
And where's my usual partner in crime? Thank God uh, Marty and Brydog were willing to step up and, and provide some uh, guest commentary here on today's show. But Drewski's out there in the desert leaving our listeners high and dry. Yeah, terrible planning on his part. Well, it's been real, guys. Appreciate you joining us. Marty, we'll have the uh, barbecue going on Saturday over here in Sumnertown. Bright Dog will be there to steal some of my drink tickets, I'm sure. Drink tickets? You just don't have an open bar? Uh, <laughs> no, we're going to have tickets and then Marty people that, us. yeah, people that, you know, Carter doesn't approve of yeah coupons then we're coupons. gonna make them pay for their own drinks i mean it's a graduate it's a high school graduation open that, house do you say it coupons or coupons coupons is it coupons or coupons this is the, what we need to get into this is the big controversy kitchen <laughs> coupons or coupons coupons i think right <laughs> tickets he's giving out tickets <laughs> well, drink tickets, baby. When you're standing, you know, uh, at the register waiting at the grocery store, are you waiting in line or online? These are the big questions of the day that our people want to know. This is in we had in such line. a better podcast than these guys have had all year. That's well, and last year, and the three. Hey, wait, this is the third. This is the third We're season. Finally, took to the third season to get to a decent podcast. Yes. Artie. High five, Artie. Yeah, bang, right there. <laughs> good work out of you. On a big we, day. Good work out of you. 6-2 and even. Out the door. <laughs> on a big day on Groundhog's Day. Appreciate you guys uh, stepping in and, and providing some great insight for our listeners. Yeah, I don't get very serious here, but I kind of told you I was going to say it. Happy birthday to your guys' Uncle Dale. Uh, it was great seeing everybody on Monday. Uh, your mom is a classy lady. She, what she handled all for the last months and weeks and all that stuff was really cool. From Ron to Patty to Tim to Aunt Becky to everybody. It was pretty cool to see how great the Gades and Emmerts came together for, to say goodbye to an awesome guy. Named Dale Emmert. Here, here. Well said. Appreciate it, Marty. Thanks again, guys, for joining us. And uh, for all our listeners out there, Drewski, like it or not, he'll be back next week. We'll have to do another guest spot. We'll have to do another guest spot uh, for sure. We'll bring some guests in as we have high expectations. <laughs>